1: Hello, and welcome to The Gaily Prophet, a humorous yet ruthless podcast where two queer IRL witches reread Harry Potter and talk about it. I am America's favorite griffin dandy, Lark Malachi Gray.
0: And I am a of extraordinaire, Jesse Blount, and today we are talking about chapter 11 of Goblet of Fire aboard the Hogwarts Express. It's September 1st. So, you know, it's time for Harry and the gang to go back to Hogwarts. The morning of September 1st, Arthur can't join the rest of his family as he usually does because during breakfast, Amos Diggory flu calls them to have Arthur come help them with Mad-Eye Moody, who has attracted the attention of whatever muggle police is around him because of what they think is just him being a paranoid old cop. But as we all know, is Barty Crouch Jr. making his move? to impersonate the man himself. Molly calls cabs for them to get to get all of her kids off to King's Cross and the gang is also still frustratingly out of the loop about the upcoming Triwizard Tournament though Draco has known for ages <laughs> because Lucius Malfoy does not give a fuck. The kids arrive at Hogwarts during a terrible rainstorm and take the quote-unquote horseless carriages up to the castle.
1: Yep, uh, before we get into it just a couple things. I want to thank our latest reviewers. C-apostrophe-hello. Ch-chillo? S- this Is like a French thing? Like, S-hello? I don't know. Uh, but you know what? Thank you, no matter what. Also to Qualo Ninja and reviewer name of my heart, Voldy the Emo Malgoth. Thank you so much. <laughs> <laughs>
0: I'm glad that that username is now in the world. (laughs) Me too. So good.
1: (laughs) Such a delight. Um, And then we have some cool stuff to talk to you about. As you may have noticed, it's October, the spookiest of months. You also may be scratching your heads being like, why are you in my feed? Isn't it Mercury Retrograde? Yes, we've changed our time off structure to a more sustainable one where we're going to be off in the summer like normal podcasters. So here we are, technology curse, be damned.
0: Am I, am I not going to look because you?
1: <laughs> yeah, sorry, I'll join you with that. <laughs> <sighs> yes, so we're doing some cool Halloween-y stuff. We're going to do our next Instagram live mad tea party, where we do Mad Libs that Jesse writes live with you while we drink tea. This, this time it will be spooky themed Mad Libs and tea. That's going to be on the 29th at 4 p.m. Eastern Time. And biggest news of all, we're doing our first live show on Halloween, Sunday the 31st. I'm terrified. Jesse's stoked. It's happening.
0: <laughs> <laughs> uh, this will be virtual, by the way. So anyone who is awake at the time at the time. So we're going to be doing that um, can join.
1: Yeah. Um, we haven't figured out all of the details yet as of this recording. It's September 22nd, so, you know. But as soon as we do, we'll let you know. I am planning on releasing tickets like two weeks before the event. They'll probably become available to our patrons sooner than that if I can figure out how people do that. Uh, and yeah, it should be rad. We're going to be talking about Chapter 16, the Triwizard No durmstrang and beauxbaton i don't remember chapter 16 of goblet of fire <laughs> uh yeah so that's that's the things and now we're gonna start this newspaper off with today's headlines beloved father arthur weasley is definitely a super corrupt cop readers everywhere are dismayed to learn
0: oh <laughs> uh, yeah <laughs> I had that in politics, but yeah.
1: I mean, we'll talk about it for real in politics, but it deserved a headline. I
0: think you are correct.
1: <laughs> so with that, we're going to turn to the front page where we talk about everything that doesn't go anywhere else.
0: Uh, I just want to say that exploding trash cans sound like excellent home security. Just saying.
1: I agree. Yeah, hook us up, mad <laughs> Uh, I want to say that I truly, truly hate the image of Molly tongue feeding the floating head of Amos Diggory toast.
0: <laughs> uh, okay, fair. Honestly, I just fair. hate it's it. <laughs> it's so weird. Oh, yeah. No. It truly is. I find it weird that the Weasleys don't have anti-apparition wards or charms or whatever in their home because Arthur just apparates like from the kitchen and I'm like, this, is like a, this seems like a safe I mean and I live in the middle of nowhere but that seems like a safety issue it sounds like leaving your door unlocked or something
1: worse yeah or leaving your door unlocked if you have really inconsiderate friends and neighbors who would just like walk into your home that's true yeah yeah, that is really weird. Um, I, I know. I think we talk about this like every every Hogwarts Express chapter, but like, why isn't Crookshanks on a fucking carrier? I'm so
0: angry about this. Like, Crookshanks claws this poor trip- cab driver who is not getting tipped enough to deal with this bullshit. No. And then Crookshanks scratches a shot at Hermione and her friends. I think. I know it's the witching world, so you can't just roll up in a, like, purple plastic cat carrier, but get a basket that fits the aesthetic.
1: Something. And Hermione doesn't live in the witching world. She could absolutely have a carrier for this cat.
0: It just seems like an oversight for someone like Hermione who plans very well. Yeah. And is very organized.
1: Yeah. It kind of gives me, like, you know, doting yet irresponsible pet parent vibes where it's like no of course my dog doesn't need a leash like he's so good and you're like your dog is literally like humping this random stranger's leg in a park like what are you doing put your dog on a leash and they're like he's so cute it's fine
0: yeah that actually makes me incredibly angry yeah me too (laughs) so yeah it's like whatever the witchy world equivalent of a cat carrier is for money, just go out and buy
1: (laughs) yes please
0: Now we get to the start of what I think I've only hinted at in previous episodes, which is my new theory that Dumbledore and Mad-Eye Moody are exes.
1: I don't think you've ever mentioned this at all.
0: Really? I guess we've only been thinking about it in my brain. Okay, like Bill or Charlie says that like, you know, Dumbledore and Mad-Eye are like old friends. And like Dumbledore like isn't normal, which I'm like, you mean gay. Okay, that's fine. (laughs) But I like... I don't know. I just feel like I know that Mad Eye Moody was in the first order mm-hmm. and if you want someone to teach defense against the, the dark arts, I suppose a retired cop is probably the most competent person you've had minus Lupin who was great and should have stayed mm-hmm. if there wasn't a weird curse. Um uh, but my theory is they used to be exes. Uh just partly because they're both uh old bachelors, mm-hmm. as we know. And I'm kinda like in this world, maybe you're probably gay. Mm-hmm. So, <laughs> which is, I think, how we're rooting a lot of characters, honestly. So, this is this is what I'm throwing out there.
1: Yeah, we do see them consistently sitting together on the Wiz and Gamot panel too. When we get flashbacks, like they're always like whispering to each other during the trials and stuff.
0: And like, you know, I, as much as I definitely feel bad about this. I mean, people in uniform can be hot. I don't know. Yeah. I guess I'm really trying to justify their, like I don't need necessarily need justify just to be like yeah, they're just exes.
1: Yeah, I mean in this case, <laughs> Matt I wasn't just working as a FBI agent. He also was like part of the resistance. So that does complicate things a bit.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, but I like this. And also it makes it like even worse that Dumbledore can't tell that it's a fucking imposter for this entire year
0: i mean i think partly in my head is that maybe it like didn't end very well between them like enough where he took this job but i'm sure Bradley cross jr is like what the actual fuck and just you know being kind of standoffish and being like the past is in the past and then having to like have real mad I'd chug a shit ton of Versitaeum to be like, I guess I gotta know about you and Dumbledore's sex life in order to pe- in order to play this off.
1: <laughs> this is not what I expected oh God, when I that's went amazing. into this. Amazing. <laughs> 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 oh gosh. Yeah, uh, great. That's all. Um we get some foreshadowing, like good foreshadowing in this chapter, specifically about Malfoy's dad knowing Karkarov and yep. uh, hermione learning the summoning charm
0: i did i did notice that i think maybe for the first time like oh now that that's gonna be important later yeah that actually was pretty good yeah i really just hope these poor taxi cab drivers were tipped well because i mean one thing even if you're going anywhere and you're like is that an owl <laughs> why do you have an owl in a cage what's happening yeah Also, you guys just have all these fucking just... I'm imagining all all their trunks are, like, steamer trunks. I'm like, it's a lot of steamer trunks. And not just, like, a regular piece of luggage between all of them.
1: Right. Yeah. You know, they either got tipped really well because Molly was just like, here's all the leftover money that Arthur brought home from the Quidditch World Cup. Or they got tipped super poorly because Molly doesn't know about tipping. And so they, like, gave her the change and she was like, okay, thanks, bye. Bye
0: yeah i guess i should put some because i know that like in europe really kind of in general like tipping at a restaurant isn't a thing Mm -hmm. i guess i don't know if tipping a cab driver is a thing because regardless where in the witching world would you tip anywhere so molly polly doesn't know unless her money was like give them some of this Muggle money right (laughs) please they deserve it
1: yeah yeah I don't know I mean I think tipping in general isn't really a thing but I also don't know how like when that became true you know has it always been true or at some point were they like actually what if we just like pay people well for their jobs instead of this ridiculous system that we have here yeah um oh okay so poor Neville I think is probably going to be the only kid in all of Hogwarts who's not muggle-born who didn't go to the quidditch world cup yeah i guess so poor neville poor neville just i don't care that you don't want to go Gran could like call his friends and see if you can buy him a ticket and send him with someone else like what are you doing right. get this kid to the goddamn soccer game <laughs> it's your job as a caretaker
0: right he could have hung out with luna and her dad for like three weeks oh, in the woods would it would have been, been so fine cute. i know i <laughs> I feel like Neville's going to grow up to be one of those people who, as an adult, is like, I'm going to do all the shit I didn't do as a kid in like my young adulthood because now no one's telling me no and I have the mind to do it. And I just want that for him.
1: Yeah, me too. I just had the thought when you were like, he should go camping with Luna and her dad for three weeks. I was like, how was he spending those three weeks? And then I realized that Neville probably spends his entire summer with fucking tutors.
0: Oh no. He probably does. Or with just like old stuffy I mean I guess he's he's a pure blood like, other, like older pure blood friends of his grandma's or whatever.
1: I just can't imagine that his gran is not like no you're bad at school like you're gonna learn charms better this summer. Although I guess technically he can't practice but like she definitely knows that you actually can't, like, the trace doesn't work if you're in a witch household, so...
0: Yeah. It wouldn't be Charms, it'd be Transfigurations or Potions, because he's good at Charms. Oh,
1: right, and Charms is a soft option.
0: <laughs> charms is the humanities of <laughs> <Yeah>.
1: <laughs> By which we mean it is the most practical and helpful subject at the entire school. Like, everything yeah. that they learn that's useful is Charms. Yeah. Um, Alright, my last... Is also Neville related. This moment where Ron is like, Neville, look at my action figure. And Neville's like, Oh my god, it's so cool. It's it's
0: like very it's very nice because I mean, I think part of it is through Harry's perspective. He really just doesn't spend much time being a kid. And I feel like neville for very different reasons is also promptly in the same boat yeah so it's just really excited for like ron to be like look at my cool action figure and like neville to be like this and just like to have this like moment is very nice i
1: know yeah i felt yeah i felt exactly the same way i was like this is the most like kids being kids that we've maybe ever seen these children it's really it's really sweet i know Welcome to the education section, where we talk about goddamn schools in general. Because a lot of mine is about Durmstrang, actually. Sounds like a really bad school.
0: Hermione's synopsis is basically they suck and and they're evil. And I'm like, why? (laughs) And then the witching world is like, where are all these dark witches and wizards coming from? Maybe because you have built into your education system unchecked space for this shit to flourish which i mean considering the amount of white male school shooters i guess could also probably said about americans like american suburbs in general but i think this feels more pointed and almost deliberate feeling
1: yeah explicit yeah i mean draco makes it sound like they don't let in Muggleborns they probably don't where do the muggle boards who live in like i mean if if we assume that the standard that we've been given of like one school per massive region is accurate then this is like all of the slavic countries are all going to this one school and none of these muggle boards can get an education
0: i don't know maybe they're they're all just commuting to bobaton maybe because none of them were at hogwarts so <laughs> definitely not
1: yeah and it made me be like why is hogwarts in cooperation with durmstrang like why are they the third school they really couldn't pick a better third school that wasn't dedicated to teaching children the dark arts and keeping Muggleborns porns out
0: yeah and, and i mean maybe there's like smaller regional schools that aren't like these like giant ivy league s elite institutions even though, even if on the surface, Hogwarts seems like it's supposed to be a little more egalitarian. But the fact that it's only kids from the UK and then, right, you have one giant magical school that doesn't take Muggle-borns at all. And then you have Bobaton, which you don't even know enough about their policies to make any kind of assumption about right. what's going on. Which maybe that just means that... The problem of muggle-borns in Europe is a much bigger issue just even outside of the UK where you have, like, someone like Voldemort and the Death Eaters and Slytherin House and fucked-up, bigoted, pure-blood culture. But it, it seems to be a much more insidious problem than if, right, you have one of the the largest <laughs> schools in Europe is, like, we don't even take a third of the magical population. Right. Like, what?
1: I know. Yeah. <laughs> what do you have here?
0: Um. So, Hermione is, of course, giving us exposition from a book that she read. And then also Hogwarts of History, which I'm still desperate to read. I'm not going to lie. But she mentions that Durmstrang and Beaubatons and Hogwarts are all part of a rivalry together, which is why they're, like, implaudible and you, like keeping their magical secrets which lol (laughs) and i just kind of get the feeling that and part of this is poor writing where harry and ron are both like what the fuck are you talking about but if we use that evidence like the canonical evidence that even if you grow up say in a witching house like ron has and you're like the fuck are these other schools that hogwarts is definitely not a part of that rivalry <laughs> like bobatones and dirt are in their own rivalry and they're like oh hogwarts you know yeah
1: yeah totally i had this i also had that point but my i was just sort of like you were you're a school like what are you doing and also i wanted to know with the unplottable thing if they're all unplottable how did how did Bobatons and durmstrang get to hogwarts they just just, like they like dropped a pin or something (laughs) that worked for like 24 hours
0: i mean i guess so
1: because like if they've done this triwizard tournament presumably the other two schools have hosted and so like people from hogwarts have gone to those other schools in the past and yet they still don't know where they are
0: that is true i also in general, which could also just be shoddy writing, don't think Hogwarts is very well hidden, because Hogsmead. You go to Hogsmead, and you, and any given weekend, Oof. you see a bunch of kids wearing Hogwarts scarves, and you're like, "There's a giant ruinous castle like a half a mile away from Hogsmead. I wonder if that could be Hogwarts."
1: Right. Yeah, it's bizarre. The, like, no one knows where Durmstrang is. Even just from context clues. Like, even if you have, if they went there for the Triwizard Tournament in some way where they didn't know where they were going and they just turn up there, it's like, well, you're going to see the scenery. Like, you're going to get, you're going to interact with these other students. Like, definitely you're going to figure out where you are.
0: Right, if you show up at Durmstrang and, like, whatever they're, version of filch is is speaking russian you're like okay i could be in russia which is huge or yeah. the ukraine which Russia colonized for a while or whatever but i think if they have fur cloaks in their uniform it's probably russia right what i would guess because i mean i don't think i mean poland and like the ukraine get cold but i don't think they get you need a fur cloak every day cold.
1: yeah i don't know
0: Though, I guess he said, doesn't Crumb say that, like, the 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 Durmstrang castle is, like, much colder than at Hogwarts? Yes. Just magic up some fucking insulation, you guys.
1: Right? Again, what is the point of
0: being magic? I know.
1: Um, do you have anything else here?
0: Kind of attached to my other point is the idea of, like... The Hogwarts education being somehow competitive up against Bobaton. or I guess maybe even Strength since I guess I don't know. It's like at Hogwarts, they're not teaching kids how to use dark magic, but they're allowing Slytherin House to flourish. Where I feel like those kids know dark magic anyway. Right. And no one's doing anything constructive about it. So
1: sorry, I'm not. I'm not sure that I followed.
0: I guess I'm just thinking that if the other schools are in a rivalry, then there's, I guess, I guess, though, if it comes down to the fact that only Hogwarts and Bobaton take muggle students, I guess, I I guess I don't know what about Hogwarts would make a muggle-born kid in, like, Belgium or the Czech Republic pick, like, Hogwarts over, like, Bobaton.
1: Right, right, right. I mean, there's there's nothing to imply that this isn't just regional populations at these schools. It's like, you can't just say that there's a competition and then never give any evidence, you know? Yeah. It's not like Harry, as a half-blood witch, clearly with normal powers, whatever, he didn't get multiple school acceptance letters and have to choose yeah. between them. yeah. Like, Malfoy's parents were, like, maybe Durmstrang because, like, they know the headmaster. hmm I just think it's not true that they're in competition. Or if they are, it's, like, not that kind of competition. But I don't know what kind it is because it's not like they're, like, our students get into, like, better colleges because there are no colleges.
0: Yeah. Huh. Is this more shoddy writing? Yes okay
1: i think that's what Gl- it is
0: <laughs> glad, we glad we could glad we could solve that one
1: um all right my last education point is that it is pouring rain and that it's not safe for these children to go in the boat with a woman who cannot do magic in the pouring rain a child almost dies dennis creepy very well could have died if the oh yeah! Fucking squid hadn't saved him, and flexibility—that's all. I'm like, yeah, you usually do it that way, but this year you shouldn't do it that way because it's pouring rain, and so you—it's not safe. It's not a good idea. Put the children in—in in the things, you know? Yeah. Tradition should not be more important than the safety of children.
0: I mean, <laughs> not at Hogwarts. <laughs> Has Hogwarts ever considered the safety of children over literally anything? Uh, they haven't. Uh, which, at the very least, do the other schools care about their students' safety more than
1: Hogwarts? <laughs> because maybe that's the competition they're in—is like least student deaths per year. <laughs> oh no! Oh. No. oh. oh.
0: Whew.
1: welcome to the politics section where we talk about things that are fucked up
0: i think i think we both have the part of the first same point probably which is amos and Arthur conspiring to let moody this retired cop off on a technicality mm-hmm. which is fucked up yep and i mean that's not just, that's just a full sentence like what the actual fuck
1: yep um yep it's it's not good Uh, hashtag acab yep Uh, how do you what do you think amos did to stop the misuse of magic department people from going to moody's house
0: if i had to guess i would say that he was like listen you don't want to go over to moody's house at 7 a.m on the day when your kids are going to hogwarts And have him potentially curse the shit out of you because he's an old ass cop and knows all this shit. Let me and Arthur take care of it and y'all can just, and we'll just, just allow this uh, lesser charge to be brought up and then everyone can just go about their day.
1: Okay. Yeah, that makes sense.
0: Especially since Amos was like, you know, Arthur, you're the only one who can kind of, I mean, basically calm him down. I mean, if Arthur's basically the only person who can, like, kind of deal with matter without getting 80 million curses thrown at them, that just might be a reason to not have anyone really else go in.
1: That's true. You know, that that brings up a good point that I hadn't thought about before, which is, like, it's super unethical for Amos and Arthur to do this, like, you know, thin blue line, like, you know, we're not going to let him get in trouble thing, but also... I think it would be super unjust for this old man with severe PTSD to get in serious trouble for having PTSD symptoms.
0: Yeah, that's actually kind of a part of my main point, which is, yeah, so obviously he has mental health issues from PTSD. And everyone sort of just brushes it off as him being a, like, paranoid old old coot or whatever. Right, which is yeah fucked up. Like he, sh- I mean, not that it seems like there's really anything that a healer could do, but maybe. Um, but also, if if Moody has as many enemies as Arthur makes it sound like, and I mean, it's not like the and the ministry just isn't competent enough to do anything about it. I think he has legit reason to be paranoid as fuck. Mm-hmm. You know, and I guess it's also hard because I. Mm, And obviously, like, you know, like, a hypervigilance is a part of PTSD and CPTXD symptoms. And Mm -hmm. I'm obviously not trying to say that that isn't necessarily always justified. But it's also hard to say because it's like living through a pandemic for two years. I feel like a lot of, like, my hypervigilant paranoid tendencies, I'm like, I think are correct. Right. (laughs) Sometimes so i guess i just feel very complicated about everyone just sort of brushing him off where i'm like right a he's mentally ill and b i think he might have legit reasons to be concerned about his own personal safety especially since he like lives alone it sounds like and it's not like the ministry has probably would even maybe even deal with anyone trying to like they're they're like oh no one attacked him whatever and it's like Yeah, they fucking did. You guys just didn't look deep enough into it to make sure. Right. I mean, obviously what, you know, BC Jr. is doing is way outside of what anyone would have imagined. Right. Clearly, but...
1: Yeah, he basically needs to be in, like, witness protection or something like that, which makes it confusing about why he doesn't have, like, all the charms on his residence that everyone has in Book 7. I mean the answer is like they haven't been invented yet and also plot yeah, haven't been invented yet by the author clearly Uh, but yeah I mean he you're right like he has every reason to be paranoid both on a practical level and on a mental illness level and this is a situation that should be a you know community response team uh, intervention as opposed to like cops of any variety it would be cool if it wasn't like let's get him off on a lesser charge but instead like hey folks like actually people who care about this person are gonna go check in on his (laughs) well-being as opposed to like we're conspiring to like get him off you know
0: yeah and then they're like you're totally fine to go teach them like a bunch of kids (laughs) right
1: (laughs) (laughs) welcome Two advertisements where we ask you for money and then make you laugh. Do you love Halloween? Do you love animals? If you answered yes to both questions, then we have good news for you. This month only, if you make a donation of any amount to support our work here at Hashtag Ruthless Productions, Gryffindike extraordinaire Jesse Blount will send you a handwritten spooky animal fact in the mail. Head over to HashtagRuthless.com and click on Donate to get yours today.
0: You know, you love getting mail.
1: (laughs) Next up. From renowned historian and author Bathilda Bagshot comes the latest edition of Hogwarts A History, now updated to include the murder of Professor Quirrell, the opening of the Chamber of Secrets, and attacks by Sirius Black. Hogwarts A History has long been considered the essential book on not just the titular school, but all of British witching history. And this book is a must-read, not just for history buffs, but for anyone hoping to understand how the world we live in came to be. And if you happen to be a child soldier faced with the task of defeating the rise of a dark wizard, well, this book may actually be a matter of life and death. Use Flourish and Blot's new convenient owl delivery service to get your copy today with free shipping using the promo code READ A BOOK. <laughs> Again, simply send an owl to Flourish and Blots in Diagon Alley and include the promo code "Read a Fucking Book" to get your copy of Hogwarts: A History with free shipping today. Read Hogwarts: A History because sometimes history repeats itself. <laughs> <Such> a- <laughs> Thank you. I
0: love everything about that. <sighs> oh, Hermione! Why would we ever read Hogwarts: A History?
1: Uh, totally unnecessary. Don't worry about it. Welcome to editorials where we rant about stuff.
0: So Ron, when Ron is mumble, was is angrily muttering about Malfroy, He's like, my dad likes where he is. He so could get a promotion at any time. And my question to you is that is this something that is real or is this a lie that? Arthur and Bobby tell the kids.
1: I think it was real at one point. I think Arthur's really good at his job and he's really dedicated. And that misuse of muggle artifacts is usually a job that's used as a stepping stone. And so he probably got offered a promotion a couple of times and, you know, probably to like improper use of magic or something like that. Cause he is, he's really, he does really good magic. He's very good at problem solving and using spells for things um
0: and it's like personable in a way that i deeply question about everyone else we've met who seems to work in the
1: ministry yeah totally and is clearly respected by people from other departments who probably think his department is bullshit but i think that you turned down the promotion enough times and people are like mm. what's up with you muggle lover like that's weird and so at this point he's probably not getting offered a promotion because people think that he's like a weirdo for not having accepted it in the first place
0: yeah okay that that makes sense to me
1: he probably could still get another job though honestly because he is friends with so many people like if he wanted to change departments i imagine that he would probably be able to find one where they would take him
0: Yeah, I mean, I guess, I mean, I suppose it is a good trade-off if he's in this department because of his interest in Muggle items and his compassion for the way Muggles are treated. And also because if he can work a study like nine to five, that's pretty great to, or whatever his hours are to like be with his family, his
1: ginormous family. (laughs) Right. It sucks that he can't get a raise though. Yeah, yeah. Because it seems like he's he he's working eight hours a day. He's very good at his job. Just because you don't think that his department is valuable, he's still doing something. I mean, give everyone a raise all the time. But like the 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 idea of him being like maxed out on how much they're willing to pay someone who does his job after as many years as he's been there and like. The amount of dedication that he's shown to the job is, like, absurd to me.
0: Maybe there's just not enough funding for his department, but I'm sure the ores get whatever fucking magic carpets and whatever fucking invisibility cloaks, whatever they need. Yeah.
1: (laughs) Also, I mean, within our capitalist system, I'm like, just make more money. But, like, you're literally witches. Just duplicate the money until you have enough to give everyone. (laughs) money right like their system their economic system doesn't make any sense just make more money visit Physi- just bloop, more money give it to arthur
0: i mean i guess if i knew more about what an economy based on precious metals is like because yeah i mean for the u.s economy we're not in the gold standard just print fucking more money and give it to people like like it doesn't fucking matter yeah like half our money's just in the ether online anyway there's a mean jack shit but I guess I don't know if there's an actual, say, limitation on the amount of galleons and shit that the goblins are pressing or whatever. Like, it's just very... I mean, again, we just don't know much enough about their economic system. Yeah. Which is frustrating to me. Very. The opposite of what Tolkien has done.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah.
0: Yep. Tolkien's like, here's a whole ass language. And I'm like, cool.
1: (laughs) Yeah.
0: Write right three more ladies into your series Yeah
1: <laughs> Listeners we just guested on That's what I'm talking about The podcast uh, I don't know if the episode is out yet But when it comes out you should totally listen Because we were very very funny And it yeah. was a lot of fun Um. Okay I want to know What in the world The difference between misuse of muggle artifacts And improper use of magic is
0: Hmm Hmm does Harry get an improper use of magic citation when he blows up when he blows up Marge?
1: It's like use of underage magic,
0: right? Because Fudge just sweeps it under the rug. Um, I guess I'm assuming if you have a, a Muggle object like a trash can that you've modified magically, in a way that Muggles could potentially see it or trigger it or be affected by it. It'd be misuse of Muggle artifact, and then I don't know any, and then anything else is misuse of magic. Because like what 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 were the charge what 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 was it? There were like there was the trash bins, and was it something else or was it just the trash cans themselves?
1: Uh, it was just the trash cans, but Amos posited that he thought that probably Moody started cursing everything in sight. But Mm -hmm. yeah, I was really confused about why improper use of magic would be called for this because it seems like it is actually very clearly in Arthur's department.
0: Yeah. Well, I guess if someone is cursing muggle, that might not be (laughs) misuse of muggle artifacts as much as another different law.
1: Right. But I guess that part was just a suspicion. Like that wasn't what the report was about, was my understanding. I don't know. I might have read it wrong. But yeah, I don't know. Or maybe this is one of those things where, like, if they don't like you, they actually hit you with both charges because you used magic improperly to make the muggle artifact in the first place, and you misused a muggle artifact.
0: Potentially. That seems like a, a like a corrupt thing. Yeah, a corrupt does. government like this would
1: do. <laughs> yeah, it does. So. <sighs> okay. Yeah, so per my ad this moment where ron is so shitty to hermione where she's like everyone knows that who's read hogwarts a history and ron goes just you then fuck you ron weasley what no uh no i just wanted to like reach into the book and just smack him across the face uh-uh
0: especially because ron how many times would you be dead if hermione had not read a thing in the book and used information to inform you and harry about a thing At at least twice a book, my
1: dude. Minimum. Yeah. Absolutely inappropriate behavior. And I guess, uh, I
0: don't know. I guess it's hard for me because I'm like, as a nerd, I'm like, yes, please let me read Hogwarts of History. Mm -hmm. Scoundrel J.K.R., stop writing any other bullshit. Just do this and then just leave to stop it
1: even if she wrote it we would not i mean we would have to i don't know pirate a copy on the
0: oh i mean i would clearly pirate it i mean i'm not giving her any more money
1: i want someone else (laughs) to write hogwarts a history
0: should definitely check if someone's written hogwarts a history as a fan fiction
1: yeah i agree because even if jk rowling wrote it it like she she doesn't know what she's doing like we want someone who's actually invested in this and has like a curious creative mind to answer these questions for us hers would be ridiculous so
0: yeah that'd be a very fun i feel like collective project if everyone just picked a thing to write about cuz we know very little bit about the founders and like early hogwarts but if you knew crap about pre-christian early christian uk history you could definitely figure something out i feel like i saw a twitter post where someone was like looking at the time period when hogwarts was first created and was like this was probably built as an as an abbey (laughs) as like because of just when the time that it would be in and then just like had a bunch of hypothesis of like who each of the founders would be then given the time period Mm -hmm. um which I don't know if I can find again. I can try. So we can put it in the show notes. But just like that kind of creativity is what I want to read.
1: Yeah. Maybe in ten years when we finish this podcast, we can transition to a Hogwarts a history podcast where we like bring different experts on for every episode oh my and God. we just like, create the history of Hogwarts.
0: Wow, that would be incredible. It really would. That'd be so cool.
1: No one steal our idea. We're copywriting <laughs> it here. <laughs>
0: <laughs> we are gonna copyright this already copyrighted uh, uh, intellectual property Don't worry about it. <laughs> if you do steal it at least fucking invite us on yeah and it's credit us can do. in every episode <laughs> <laughs>
1: uh, there's so many tiktoks harry potter tiktoks out there where I'm like you got that idea from us and you didn't credit us and that's incredibly rude <laughs> <laughs> Please put it in the comment or in the caption like please yeah to our uh,
0: gen z and whatever is after gen z listeners we do look at tiktok so <laughs> you can always send us the links if you're making tiktoks about hp and an idea that you've listened to us about
1: absolutely yes we would love that Welcome to the health and science section, where we talk about magic and science and magical science. You want to start?
0: Yeah. Um, so flu is, so you can basically f- literally FaceTime via flu. huh. Which, why aren't there just more portable fireplaces so people can do this in hmm. the, like a payphone? Like, are you telling me the World Cup someone couldn't have thrown together a fireplace to be able to make flu calls? Like, come on, y'all. But
1: they have to be connected. Remember, they have to connect Harry's fire. It's not like a flu cell phone.
0: (laughs) That's true. But if they have 400 ministry members working on the cup, they could have gotten whoever is in charge of that, the flu network. Yeah, you're right. To do that.
1: Yeah. Uh, Also, how does this thing... How does it work is a question that I had. Like, because I feel like flu powder lasts a limited amount of time. That's why you have to, like, use a certain amount. And so, like... I mean my question is like, does it wear off slowly so that you can like feel your neck starting to heat up? Or is it like all at once and suddenly you're, you're like, oh fuck <laughs> or like are you doing like a constant trickle of flu powder on your end? With like a shaker, maybe? Like what what's <laughs> happening? He's, he's <laughs> like a salt and pepper shaker yeah. full
0: of flu powder. Yeah. We we never see Harry actually make a flu call, do we? Yes,
1: we do in book five he sneaks into umbridge's office and talks to lupin
0: but lupin is making the call from the fireplace harry's not putting Here, his head in the yeah, fire he is i don't remember what that i don't remember how that was described then how it was done did he i don't remember if he just throws the flu powder in the fire like he that doesn't make any
1: yeah, sense yeah he does he just throws it in and then he i mean he he comes out because he hears someone coming so we don't we don't see it wear off but they talk for like a while
0: I feel like if I were writing this, it'd be, like, a line of flu powder in front of, like, in the fireplace. So it'd be, like, I don't know.
1: Yeah, or, like, a different kind of flu powder where it's, like, hard-packed or something. So it, like, disintegrates slowly.
0: (laughs) It's like a charcoal brisket. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly like that. (laughs) Actually, that would make a lot of
1: sense. Plus, you could pull that out if you didn't use it all during your conversation. And you could put it out and use it again later.
0: Yeah. Or I guess less, like, a charcoal brisket and more maybe, like, a... Like an incense cone. I feel like
1: those are actually kind of the same
0: thing. That's true. I guess I don't know what holds together a commercial brisket thing, but I know that you can just use like natural resins to put together like a incense cone and that seems more magical.
1: (laughs) Yeah, that's definitely true. Um, Yeah. So I wanted to talk about unplottable, unplottableness.
0: Yeah i also i'm yeah let's talk about it uh
1: my whole note is just the word unplottable so actually i'm gonna kick this to you
0: (laughs) (laughs) um i actually have to say that this felt a little bit like in escape for reality where i'm like okay this is actually very cool magic Mm -hmm. which is right you can't find it on a map like that's that seems pretty cool
1: you can't even put it on a map
0: like, that kind of level of no one knows where the fuck I am is something that I would love to have.
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: It just seems very It seems very useful. And I'm sure, I don't know, I guess I'm like, are a lot of, like, witching houses unplottable? I feel like it would make sense if you're trying to hide from muggles. True. Because if the burrow is unplottable... Maybe it matters less that they don't have an anti-apparition ward or whatever. As if you would have to be there or know the address to... Or however apparition works like that. You couldn't just, like, open up a Rand McNally... I mean, this is the 90s. Open up a Rand McNally atlas and be like, there's the borough.
1: Yeah, or like a phone book. Right. The white pages. So I was also enjoying imagining someone trying to plot an unplottable location on a map, and it like scooting around, even <laughs> if it was like a muggle map with muggle ink. Because I, that's super fun to think about.
0: As also, I'm just imagining that in like a Google Map, we try to drop a pin, and then it just like, woo. Uh huh. And you're like, but what am I doing wrong, Google? <laughs> yeah. Why is it this working?
1: Yeah. Um, your turn.
0: Okay, so Hogwarts unplottable Mm -hmm. Anti-muggle charms Allegedly quote-unquote hidden Even though (laughs) I'm definitely calling (laughs) shenanigans on that But How does Hogwarts keep out White dudes who love to explore Dangerous ruins?
1: I, that's exactly I was like, this seems really low-key A danger sign on an old castle Honestly, how does it keep Anyone out? (laughs) And on okay i do want to back up because having explored ruins in the uk you can just go like you just you can just go explore them places where in the u.s it would be like gated off and be like you can look at this from 500 yards away but no closer like you whatever you know they're like if a brick falls on you that's on you dude you know
0: right or it's like it it's been there for a thousand years it's probably unlikely a brick's gonna fall on
1: you (laughs) right yeah and they just don't have the like suing situation that we have here so maybe if there's a danger sign it means it and so people are like i'm not going in there but wouldn't you go in there
0: i would definitely get really close because i can just imagine a bunch of terrible americans with gopros being like look at this ancient ruin i'm gonna go into you guys i mean not gopros because it's the 90s but camcorders or Something, you know? Yeah. (laughs) Maybe, maybe it's like, maybe a few times a year, uh, the professors or Dumbledore have to, like, obliviate a couple of muggles who are like, I'm determined to see this fucking ruin. And they're like, (laughs) cool, you made it this far, but you're not going to remember anything.
1: Yeah. I mean, I I would definitely go past that danger sign I might not go in the castle but I'd be like mm, there's a long way between me and the like alleged danger so there's
0: a giant lake you're like let me go look at the lake that yeah, there's seems a real a beautiful cool. forest right <laughs> yeah you can at least get close and examine the architecture like there's some right. gargoyles look at these like maybe the maybe they don't see the winged pigs because they're probably magical but yeah
1: yeah I also wrote that like I would be like excuse me frankenfurter might be in there and i could be his new like columbia rocky hybrid so i'm definitely going in the castle (laughs) (laughs) oh my god oh
0: my god okay wow i do i need to write a story where frankenfurter tries to get like i really respect what's going on but you cannot
1: (laughs) Ugh. They trade, like, beautiful, ridiculous outfit tips before Frankenfurter is sent on his way.
0: I mean, Frankenfurter has had that excellent cloak in mm-hmm. his in his first scene.
1: Yep. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> uh. Thank you for listening to this episode of The Gaily Prophet, this podcast, and... Our other podcast, Escape from Reality, where we talk about the Simon Snow trilogy by Rainbow Rowell, are both creations of Hashtag Ruthless Productions and are produced, mixed, and edited by me.
0: If you want to support us in ways that we haven't already mentioned in this episode, you can rate and review this podcast on iTunes. Give us uh, five stars and we read every single review and uh, love them dearly. Uh, you should also tell your friends about this podcast or any other podcast in Hashtag Ruthless so they too can enjoy uh, the hilarity and joy that is. Hashtag Ruthless Productions. <laughs> um, you can follow us on social media at Profit on both Instagram and Twitter. You can join our Patreon, patreon.com slash TheGailyProphet, where, for instance, this month, I will have my usual Halloween extravaganza post of all things scary movies videos activities of all different kinds of whatever your level is about scary spooky media i gotcha and you can also go to our website where you can make a donation to get a spooky animal fact from me or you could buy some of our merch at hashtag com. heck
1: yes uh, if you want to follow me on the internet, I can be found on Instagram at Lark Malachi or on my website, which is larkmalachi.com, where you can get a tarot reading from me.
0: You can find me on Instagram at Live from Detroit or on Twitter at Jesse underscore Detroit.
1: Our show art is by Theo Julian Forrester, the music, and our theme song is by Kevin McLeod. And until next time.